Welcome to Drunk Sports. I'm Matt Sherry. I'm Wes Strange. All right, today we're going to go over some more NBA because that's what we like to talk about most of the time. Um, Tom Haberstroh came out with some awards, uh, mostly based on Sports View information, so we'll, we'll start with that first. Uh, I haven't looked at the article at all, and Wes has, so he's going to give out the award, and I'm just going to guess who that possibly could be. All right, so. Oh my god, do you see this? All right, we're watching the Pirates game, so I want to hit the cover off the ball. Oh shit. <laughs> it was a weak grounder to third base, but the cover ripped off. Home run. Double play. I'd give him an extra base for that. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right, so the first award was for the most inconsistent scorer. Okay, so this is the only one I saw because I don't have Insider, and it's an Insider article. Um,. So basically, it's Seth Curry, which I didn't know he was that inconsistent, except for the like the I've seen a time or two where the Bulls really shut him down. Well, but so this is what they're highlighting. It said he had three single-digit games this year, okay, and then he had three forty-plus point games this yeah. year. So I think for the most of the time, I think he's probably going to score about twenty a game. But right. They don't expect to see uh, forty points. So it's scores. like it's almost like a variance, right? Like, um, yeah. So that, that sort of makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, he, but like he can't get shut down. That's the weird thing. Like you don't expect. Do you see this throw? Pedro Alvarez hopped <laughs> it at like the base <laughs> the <awesome>. mound. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Apparently, he doesn't have the same flight pattern when half the covers off the ball. This is amazing. He really legged that one out. Yeah. All right. Oh, Pirates fielding some, fielding some. All right, so we'll go on to the next award. The most consistent scorer. So I got to imagine this is Durant. I mean, it's unless it's it's not talking about a high score and a guy who scores eight points a game every time out, <laughs> I got to go Durant. Uh, so the award went to Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka, is he always around 16 or something? Uh, so yeah, he averaged 15 points per game mm-hmm. with 33 games between 13 and 17 points and never more than 27. That makes sense. Maybe. So it gave him the lowest standard deviation with the least 15 point scoring average. And I think that's a big improvement for him because like, when they played Miami a few years ago, it seemed like he could disappear and only get a couple buckets a game. Yeah, I think he's really improved his jump shot. Now that he can hit it from 18 basically every time, right. he becomes a threat. The next award is for most improved player in season. In season. So that means they're bad at the beginning of the year and they became very good at the end. That's basically what he's trying to base it on. Uh, who had the greatest jump in PR before and after the All-Star break? Oh, greatest jump. At, uh, is it Joe Kim Noah? No. No. Ah. It's Russell Westbrook. Oh, I see that. He's really heated up, especially lately. Yeah. He is uh He had a he had a rough start when he came back from injury. Pl- yeah, plus plus he only had a small sample size beforehand. So I could yeah, see it being yeah, really low. Exactly, yep. Yeah. So he had a twenty PR before twenty eight point seven since the all star break, so I mean even beforehand, that's not too bad. Twenty? Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean it's not gonna kill your team. Right. All right, so the next one is uh, biggest decline in PER. You can like Hibbert. It's got to be Hibbert. <laughs> Hibbert. Hibbert. You got, 
Yeah. So he posted 16 before the All-Star break. Uh-huh. And after the All-Star break, he went all the way down to 9. 8.9. Oof. Oof. So, like, um, someone was saying, and I have to see if the stat, like, uh, there, I was just listening to Zach Lowe on the BS report, and he was saying, he has, he also had to check the stat. Um, did the total rebound go up or down when Hibbert's in? Is he just boxing out and not getting the rebounds? Is he clearing space? Oh, yeah, I don't or is know. It, or is it just like he can't rebound at all and like the other team is getting the rebounds when he's not rebounding? I don't know. You have, have to check how the team rebounds with him and without it on the floor. Yeah, that's a good point. So, I did see... Um, but uh, still, you should get more than one in 30 minutes when you're 7-2. The stats on NBA.com. Yep. Did you enjoy uh, your time on there? That's that's the first time you really... pretty cool, yeah. Right? But they have, like, there's, like, the stat where um, they do, like, an oper- like a rebounding opportunity. Like, who grabs the highest percentages of rebound opportunities? Yeah. Like, if you're within, like, three and a half feet. Yeah, it's, like, defensive rebounding like percentage yeah. and offensive rebounding percentage. And, um, like, the two guys who played every game this year, or the majority, uh-huh. Durant and LeBron were the highest out of all the players of grabbing the boards really? when they're in the when they're near them, yeah. Now you think part of it is like um, other players are like, "We'll let you take it because you can go down the other way on the break all the time." Yeah, probably. Like if be. I'm close to LeBron, I'll be like, "I'm just going to pass it to you anyway. Grab the ball and take it down." <laughs> yeah, I don't think Chalmers is going to fight LeBron for. But a the rebound. same in the same token, like uh, Griffin, like he should be grabbing the rebounds because he's he's a truckload when he grabs it and runs down the other way. I think plus they're usually not they don't battle a lot like mm-hmm. with the big boys like if it, if it's in their area right they probably got a guard next to them or a small forward so yeah and I don't know how much this has to do with the sports view cameras and how much is just an individual person doing it but I'd really like to see what were like Rodman's number percentage numbers in his prime when he's grabbing twenty boards a game it had to be high. Like it had to be, it had to be like. Well, so what? What were their percentages? Like 60? seventy-four. I think Durant was seventy-four point nine, and LeBron so was like seventy-four. It had to be like eighty-five percent or something crazy, right? Or did he just have more opportunities because he's not? A, but even when he's doing twenty boards a game, he was he was covering twos and threes. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. You probably haven't seen the Bad Boys documentary. He was. I mean, he was obviously one of the best rebounders in the league, yes. but. I don't know. His percentages might have been worse just because he was banging with guys like Shaq and mm-hmm. crap. This is true. So, so I don't know if you saw the Bad Boys documentary, but basically like they showed Rodman, like in a stream of games, Rodman was on Jordan, Ewing, um, Barkley, Magic, and Worthy, and Kareem, like all within like an eight-minute <laughs> clip. Like what the hell? Like that is, that is an amazing array of people to, to guard. Dennis Rodman is just amazing. He was. Mm-hmm. He was great. Okay. What's the next award? All right. So the next one is the biggest loser, which is basically whoever had the worst uh, point differential, like plus well, or on minus the court. on the court. So worst plus or minus on the court. So it has to go to a bad team. I think I told you this one. Um, I I don't remember it. So it's, it, I hope it's. I hope it's Andrea Bargnani. <laughs> but he didn't play all 82 games, so it doesn't. No, it well, it's, it's Thaddeus Young for those. Uh, but it's also just a terrible team. They did lose, what, like 30 straight games? Uh-huh. So. And the worst part is he's probably their second best player. 
They were probably like Sixers are probably like one through five on this award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Next one is the best driver. So, the most points scored per drive. So highest percentage, what in the, getting in the lane? And I. Well, no. So like, so once you get once into they get in the lane, lane, how many points do they average? Right. Their team average. Monte. Monte have it all. Nope. No. Kyle Lowry. It's uh, Kevin Durant. Really? So they average 1.44 points per game. I mean, it makes sense, but I don't, I don't see him getting to the lane that often. He gets in the lane a lot. Yeah, but like I always I always see him doing like floater-type stuff for it, if it's clear, going to the Well, he'll ball. kick it out a bunch, too. Okay. LeBron does the same thing. So LeBron is second with 1.34. And in both of those guys, you just hit the collapse. Yeah, you collapse on him, they kick it out. Kick it to wide open guy, or if you don't, they're, they're going to finish. They can finish. Right, or you're going to have to foul them. So, yeah. And Durant makes every free throw, so that's two points. LeBron, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> he he has games where he goes 15 for 15, and then he'll go like 5 for 20. Yep. All right, next one is the the longest run in a game. So it's most, most points? No, like... Um, how many? How much mileage did they run in the mm. game? I'll tell you, they almost got four miles in one game. Um, I would originally say a Spurs player, but no one plays a lot of minutes for them. It's got to be. It's is it like a Fareed, a guy who rim runs over and over again? It's not him. No, is it a guard or a big? It's man? a guard. Um, a guy close to your heart, probably. <laughs> Jimmy buckets. It's Jimmy Buckets. Yeah! <laughs> buckets! Well, that makes sense because he plays 48 minutes a game. It's a triple overtime game. Yeah. 3.9. They play 52 that game or something like crazy. Season high, 60 minutes. 60 minutes. <laughs> so he better run the most. He's playing 60 minutes. That's when like everyone was hurt, like midway, th- third way through the year. And it says that Thibodeau was disappointed that Butler didn't get four miles. Was it like 3.9? 3.97. Probably run sprints afterwards. Should have been playing 62 minutes. The next one, this one's interesting. It's the highest block retention mm. percentage. Like when it, when they uh, block Dwight a Howard. shot, their I, team I saw gets someone it. else. It's Dwight Howard, right? It's Andrew Bogut. Oh, really? Um, So back to that tips thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen this video. Uh, so Taj, like, misses a jump shot and he's... And the team's going the other way, and he's trailing a little bit, but he's running. And Tibbs yells, Taj! And he's like, what? Get back! I'm here! <laughs> he's like, good! <laughs> good boy. It, it was fantastic. I was like, this is wonderful. Because <laughs> he's like, fine, good. He gets the most out of his players. <laughs> Bogut. Uh, that makes sense. He's not a big SWAT guy. And I think Dwight's been much better this year about not being a SWAT guy. Like someone like Anthony Davis or JaVale McGee are, are SWAT guys where they, they get the ball out of bounds when they hit it. So we got 68% of the time they kept the ball, the Warriors. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's Bill Russell shit. All right, the next one is the most hockey assists. So this is um, I pass to somebody and he can pass to the next guy and I get it. Yeah, yeah, so if the next guy, or the guy you pass Someone called it the assist. Kobe assist, I believe. If, I forget who it was. Fuck Kobe. But, like, 
Well, Kobe doesn't have assists because he kicks it to a guy who kicks it to a guy. <laughs> yeah, and right. They score because he's wide open. He never passed the ball. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it seems like it'd be a point guard type of award, but um, the guy who does isn't that high. I'll just go Chris Paul. Uh, it's Ricky Rubio. Rubio. Okay. I mean that's. I mean that's something to be. Good at, as a point guard, though. That means you're you're passing to the right man, and then it right, should right, open right, right. the the court up more for an easier. Yeah, pass. it's probably a lot of these probably went to corner threes. I'm mm-hmm. guessing. Yep. Or like you dish it to a man on the post who can do an easy kick out when everyone's collapsing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one is the deadliest open shooter. Is this only threes, or is this? It just open shoot. Just unguarded catch and shoot. Un- unguarded shoot, catch and shoot. Wow, this is really good. Clay Thompson. Uh, no. Or someone on the Wizards. It's a guy on the Mavericks. Mm. Dirk. Jose Calderon. Ah. So his effective field goal percentage was seventy-four point six on open shots. Yep. It's not bad. It's a uh, it's, it's, it's a nice day at the office. Can your effective field goal percentage go above 100? Mm. Or no? I don't know how that stat exactly works. Like, well, if I'm, if yeah, I'm 100 so. for 100 from three, is that over 100%? I guess you could because the threes are times 1.5. So right? Yeah. <laughs> I shoot 150% effective field goal percentage. <laughs> wow, yeah. yeah. So All the right. next one, most points per touch. Most points per and this touch. guy, he'll be on the list a couple times here. This will make more sense. Um, Durant? It's uh, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson, because he just jacks it up when he touches the ball. Yep. He uh, he averaged .48 points per touch. Yep. See, Durant doesn't make that much sense because his usage percentage is so high. Yeah. Like he, Clay Thompson isn't that, that, that much of a usage guy. He's not they, making his own shot. When they throw it to him, they usually want him to shoot it because uh-huh. they know he's going to shoot it anyway. Yeah, and they're slow ass half court sets for no reason. <laughs> I love this next one. <laughs> Fastest runner. Fastest runner. Yeah. Um, Russell. Um, no, that's probably that's a good guess, but uh, Patty Mills. Ah, Spurs. <laughs> Dude, this is funny. So he averaged 4.8 miles per hour on average. Oh, it's an average speed? Yep. Okay. But um, it says not bad for a guy whose coach, Popovich, characterized him as a little fat ass last season. <laughs> yes. That's the best. <laughs> so I was like, well, you know, Perry's a little fat ass out there. <laughs> oh, that's great. I mean, that's something a high school coach says about the last guy on the bench, right? Like, high school coach is like, you know, you're a little fat ass, but... Uh, <laughs> He tries really hard in the in practices. Just a little fat ass. We'll get him in the last five seconds of senior night. <laughs> Harden averaged three point six miles per hour. Really? Because he does a lot of standing. Yeah, he doesn't run much. Yeah, that defense that defense average is uh, not not high. Okay. So the next one we have biggest ball hog. Ooh. This might be on a bad team. So basically it's whoever holds the ball 
the longest per between per between passes. Okay. Is this Harden? Because Harden does a lot of bouncing. But you know who else does? Kirk Heinrich. Kirk Heinrich will drill the ball underneath the basket and do a full loop two times before he passes to somebody. This is going to piss a lot of people off. It's Russell Westbrook. I can see that. I can see that. He holds the ball on average for 7.9 seconds between passes. Yeah. I mean, that's a long time. <laughs> that's a Especially third of the shot Durant. clock. When you have Durant on your team. Shot clock that you have that's a third of the shot clock that you have the ball in your hands. I mean, it makes sense it's a point guard, though, because he's most likely bringing the ball up the court. So that's like four seconds, right? Well, I think this is um, between passes. Right, but I, so like I, I, gra- the, well, I, I grab the ball the, and I'm yeah. bouncing the. I'm I guess yeah, it's it like kind of. I don't know if that. But that's an right. average. That's still an average, because if you're you're popping around afterwards, you're not supposed to hold on the ball after you're in the half court offense. Yeah, that could. I mean, that might count. And do we have a shortest coming up? Nope. Oh. We have the biggest black hole, which. Um, so is this like usage percentage or shoots most often when he touches the ball, something like that? Yeah, however they shoot the ball, yeah. Clay Thompson? Yeah, it's Clay Thompson. Yeah. He's he's set up to be behind the arc and shoot the ball whenever he gets the ball off a pick. So he, uh, oh, <laughs> Swaggy Pisa in here. Um, so Thompson passed the ball just 1.2 times for every shot he took. That's it? Yep. Um, it's not too bad. And Nick Young, they said, just missed getting the award because he... Passed the ball 1.5 times per shot. <laughs> <laughs> so I can see. I'm, I'm going to uh, claim that a couple of those were just a ball bounced off his leg to a teammate. And it counted as a pass, but it wasn't intended that way. <laughs> he lost the award bouncing the ball off his own leg too much. Yep. Uh, next one's most dribble happy. So this is the guy who... Most dribbles and this in, is a per game. Total dribbles for the season. For the season. So it's got to be a guy who played most of the year. And yeah. he pounds the rock a point, lot. Point guard. Loves hearing the ball dribble. Well, that sounds like Kirk Heinrich again. <laughs> but I don't think he plays enough minutes. Um, man, this is tough. What point guard was healthy all year? Kyle Lowry? John Wall. John Wall. He doesn't have a high percentage. He played the whole year. This um, is pretty wild. He dribbled the ball 38,131 times. Is that too many? <laughs> That's a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> they have nobody else who can go off the dribble on that team, though. Beal can't really do anything off the dribble. It says if you dribbled the ball. Ariza for, can't. If you dribbled the ball for one minute every day, it would take you until January 8th, 2016, to. Do what John Wall did this year, man. What about an hour? Like, no, a minute a day is really easy to do. I mean, that's incredible. Though. You could you could be at work at your computer and dribble one one minute a day. Most drives allowed. It's the next one. Mm. So this is a terrible terrible defender. Yep, James Harden. No, no, there are worse guys out there. <laughs> This oh. one, give me conference. Mm-hmm. Conference with conference is it in? It's Eastern. Eastern conference. J.R. Smith. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Brandon Jennings. <laughs> oh, that's good too. So 
See, I should have picked a point guard. A point guard makes sense. If it was Western, I would have gone Jose Calderon. He allowed 491 <laughs> drives this season. Wow. That's bad. <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks, bad. Well, you got new owners. Sorry, Brandon. You got somebody else cutting your checks. Oh, you'll probably get this one. I was mm-hmm. Most unselfish. I was talking about this one on the last podcast, I think. Uh, yeah, it was, it was McBob. Yep, McBob. Josh McBob. He, oh, he passes the ball on 87% of his touches. <laughs> he just shoots it on to the next guy. Can we uh, get the nickname jerseys for the Charlotte Bobcats to wear? Because I really want a McBob <laughs> on the back of that jersey. McBob jersey? jersey? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. A strong McBob. Most touchdown passes. So this is long distance, long distance. outlet. So if Dwayne Wade played more games, I would pick him because he <laughs> loves to throw the, the touchdown pass. The most touchdown alley-oops. Yes. Definitely Wade. <laughs> he loves to throw the long ball. Um, it's got to be a fast-paced team. Um, a guy who rebounds a decent amount. Like a Dragic? No. No? You you. This is probably the second guy on your list. Chris Ball? No, it's Kevin Love. Uh, he is a wonderful outlet passer. Touchdown. It's probably his best, or his, his most elite skill, the things he's, he's best at, is the outlet passing. It's awesome. Okay. They don't run enough, though, Minnesota. They should run more. Yeah. Edelman got fired today. Really? Yeah. Good. <laughs> Good. The next one is the most dependent. So this is uh, most of highest percentage of his shots were assisted. Yep. Clay Thompson. No. <laughs> it's uh, Anthony Tolliver. Ninety. Oh, I I heard this stat somewhere else. Ninety-four point six of his buckets were assisted. Yeah, that's strong. That's strong, son. Tolliver knows how to do that. I think he went to Creighton, by the way. Valley. All hundred and twenty or. All 102 three-point splashes were yes unassisted. Or assisted. What? All of Tolliver's three-pointers were assisted. I heard that, for sure. I'm surprised. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, well, no, right. so they wrote it wrong, so it says unassisted. No, but it totally is assisted. Well, yeah, yeah, I read that somewhere else. I'm surprised it's not DeAndre, though, because does he do anything besides uh, get alley-oops? Oh, you know what? Offensive rebound dunks. Yeah. Boom. That that ruined his percentage. Most opportunistic score, which is basically when... Points off turnovers? No, it's... When it's not not crunch time, basically. Or when they're... Oh, so like garbage garbage buckets. Yeah, basically garbage time scoring. Like fourth quarter, two minutes left, and they're down by 20 scores. Yep. Um... So this is going to be on a bad team. Uh, I'm going to go to Bucks. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Brandon Jennings? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Nailed it. So you averaged 13.6 points per 36 minutes when it was one possession game. Mm-hmm. And when they were up by 10 or more. Or down by 10 more. Or, yeah, down... Then he scored 21.8 points. Mm-hmm. Get them checks. 
At the end of the day, all those stats look the same. The least opportunistic scorer was Jose Calderon. He only he's the only clutch. I see a lot of repeats on here. Yeah. Okay, here you go. The best four point shooter, if they put in the Haverstrow request to make a four point line in so the how NBA. Fa- how far is it? Basically, like the hash marks. Okay. J.R. Smith. Because nope. he takes the most amount of them. He would probably be Clay. On. No. Jamal Crawford. Oh well, he's another. He's another. So it's basically guy. a twenty-eight foot mark. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's another guy with no conscience. Crawford was fifteen for twenty-five from at least twenty-eight feet this year, so sixty percent. I mean, that's a that's a good percentage. Even from three, that's good. Yeah, that's. Awesome. I mean, that's over fifty percent. What's at sixty something? And Kyle Lowry shot three for twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Lowry. That that sounds like a lot of uh, we're running out of the shot clock. I need to shoot moments. Hopefully, hopefully, that's why you got to hold it to the buzzer like everyone else and then fire it up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Best half court heaver. Oh, I don't even know who this guy is. So. There was one guy who um, he's better. He was better at three quarter shots, floor shots, or more. Than he was from like normal three pointers or something like that. Like he was like three for three for fifty from the three point arc, and he's like two of eight. We <laughs> were pretty close. Yeah, he was two for seven. Tony Roden. Yeah, Tony Roden. Is that problem? On his three pointers, he shot twenty one percent compared to twenty eight for half court <laughs> shots. <laughs> That's good, right? Is that the last one? Are we done? Worst case of basket phobia. <laughs> oh, Jesus. This is a clean glass. Bless <laughs> <laughs> keeps his dishware in a wonderful clean cleanliness. Ooh. <laughs> Good thing I'm at the bottom of this drink. Get some nutrients in there. The gin will kill it. By the way, Wes was kind enough to make some frozen margaritas. I'm still drinking a gin, and, and I finished my margarita already. Your refill? So we're on a good start. So worst case of basket phobia, this one's Steve Novak. So what's that? What's it? But it what's says it? he, uh, what does it say? Oh, he had one shot within three feet in 531 minutes of action this season. Is he even allowed in the lane? And it was a, it was a floater <laughs> at the rim. To win at the buzzer in overtime, and he missed it. Only shot this. Whoop! Only shot this year. I'm surprised he's even allowed in the lane. He missed all four of his shots within ten feet this year. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there, Steve. And that's it. Don't go there. So that that was a fun uh, walk through. I enjoyed the Habershros, the Haber Awards. It's pretty interesting. Yep. Yeah. It's nice to to go through something a little bit different. And so um, we were talking beforehand. Um, we both filled out all the way through, but we figured um, so much stuff happens in the playoffs that if we analyze all the way to the finish, it's not going to... We we already gave you pretty much our our final four in the previous podcast anyway, yep. of who we thought we were going to win. So we'll we'll just go cover the first round now that we had the official matchups. And uh, we'll start in the West, the more interesting conference. Um and we'll start with the one eight game series, uh, San Antonio and Dallas. Um, 
I'll go first. I have San Antonio winning 4-2, but I could easily see this being a sweep or 4-1. Basically, I thought Dallas will take their first two home games, and then San Antonio will close out. But San Antonio is too good. You know I should make this basically a sweep. I don't think (laughs) it was just a a poor Uh, prediction. So I have the Spurs Mm 4-1. I think Dallas will get one win at least. Some at home? I mean, Monta... Monta thinks he has it all, but he probably only has enough for one win. I mean, Dirk's got to go off for one game, right? Yeah, Dirk just goes Dirk's off at 36. Still, he's still an elite scorer. Yep. He's, he's going to get his points. Mm-hmm. Monta's going to, you know, he's going to have at least one good game where he scores 30. Yep. He'll probably have a bunch of games where he shoots 30%. I think most of these games are at least going to be close. I don't think there will be that many blowouts. Um, but it'll be it'll be pretty close. So Spurs are just they're just a step ahead of everyone. They're gonna be up ten and then like it's gonna kinda get close near the end where it becomes within like a two bucket game and then it gets back extended and yeah. it's comfortable. So um I think this is my most eh, I'll go second most entertaining series in the first round is Houston Portland. I think it's gonna be like one forty, one thirty type games. <laughs> There's no one who plays defense between Dwight Howard on either team. Dwight Howard murders Lopez. Like, absolutely destroys him. Um, Damian Lillard versus Jeremy Lin matchup because Beverly might not go. Or he may not be, like, he's not that healthy, so he's not going to see the floor that much. So seeing Jeremy Lin and Damian Lillard go back and forth driving past each other each time, it's going to be a (laughs) fun experience. Do this... This is going to be a great series. Mm-hmm. They're they're going to rain threes all over the place. Yes. Like absolutely. No defense. <laughs> like Howard will probably get benched. Like we don't even need you. This is going to be like early 80s like playoff series like Magic. Portland. It'll be like D'Antoni's running both offenses. <laughs> Just 8 seconds or less, yeah. fire it. And they both want to play pretty fast. Like Houston loves playing really fast. Portland it's a pretty quick team. They're not they're not in the tops, but they're they like to move up and down. Right. So And Portland I don't understand why Portland's not a better defensive team. Like Damian Laird's not good, but the rest of their guys are pretty long. They should get in the way, they should stay in front of their man. Yeah, they're just But th- no not, one's that good. They're not committed to the defensive end. No. I would love to see what Portland would look like with uh with, with Thibodeau. Because they could be a pretty good defensive team. Like he could make Lopez into a above average defender, I think. Oh sure. Yeah. He'll just run his ass off all day. So yeah, I have Houston, uh four three. Yep, that's what I have. Houston seven. Game seven. Yeah, I basically gave it to them because they had the they have home court advantage. Yep, that's what I yeah, came down to. If home it was court. swap four and five, I'd probably take Portland. Um but like I said, it's gonna be an entertaining series and I could see it being Seven blowout games. Like <laughs> yeah. each team wins like by fifteen each game, but it just goes back and forth. Oh boy, Albert, three run shot going deep. So you still have a soft spot in your heart for Albert. Oh yeah. Hey, he two us, World Series or just brought us a couple World Series. Two. Yep. I don't know what those are. I've never seen one. <laughs> uh, <yeah. clears throat> So the next one should be fun, but I actually think it's going to be a pretty lopsided series. Oh. But uh, 
The Clippers versus the Warriors. Yeah. Dubs. I know I know Wes is a big dubs guy, so I I see a upset maybe trickling into his head. But I think it's gonna be Clippers in six games. Um They're just they're just a better team. Mark Jackson's not a good coach. He he tries to make the Warriors play a slow down old school Ewing Knicks team or a a Reggie Miller Pacers team where they're doing half court sets all the time. Which is fun because you do see fun plays from the Warriors getting them open. But it's like, no, just run down there, shoot trays, keep launching those. You're the well, two best three point shooters in the team. Stop slowing the game down. I think it <coughs> They just don't have a good team. And Bogota. Bogota. Like they're not a very good team. I mean you have Steph Curry, he was awesome. He could be a top five player, really. Top six. Do you have a bloody marionness? Is that what that is? I have no idea. Hopefully, otherwise it's like rat shit. Mm, that's not good. <laughs> I, I usually don't use those glasses, so. Oh, well, 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 good. You have to talk to Barry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, yeah. obviously, the Clippers have two of the best players in the league, also, in uh, Griffin and Paul. Yeah, but Steph Curry's gonna go off, man. He, he does every playoffs. Mm-hmm. You can't control the guy. I don't care if they put Chris Paul on there. I like how there. last year is every playoffs. Well, <laughs> he has a track record. He had two I, series last year. I think he uh, the year before too. Like the last two years, he's. Uh, Did they make it two years ago? I think so. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, it's possible he can win two games by himself. He's going to score forty points twice. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson's going to go off for thirty-one game. I get Warriors in seven. Warriors in seven. That's a ballsy pick. And Warriors have an awesome home court, so they're going to win all three at home. I don't think they'll win all three at home. All three. They have a great home court. Yeah, Golden State didn't make it two years ago. Yeah. So he's only been in one playoff, well, one year he was, he was. I mean, he made the leap. <laughs> he made the leap. Before that, they were 10 games under 500. So that's something. When he leaves it all on the court, he's hard to handle. This is true. Can't can't argue those facts. But the, I mean, the the Clippers just have better players. They have the best. They have the best. The best player in the series. The best all around player. They have him. They, Chris Paul is the best player in the series. They have, they really have the two. They have the two best player, players on the floor. Well, like I'll, but I'll, the I'll Warriors take Seth have, over. The Warriors have the best scorer on the floor, mm-hmm. and when he heats up, he can take over a ball game. Like the Warriors could blow out the Clippers. They don't have any post 20. defender. They they don't have anyone. They don't. Bogut, Griffin's going to score so thirty Bogut's, a game. Bogut's out, so they, Bogut can't even slow down Griffin. Griffin's going to score thirty a game. Yeah, so he's going to crush it. And they if they want to slow it down like idiots, that favors Clippers because. They're gonna they're let, gonna put it down to Griffin. And he's gonna be able to score. They're gonna let Chris. It's gonna be Draymond Green playing the five. Draymond's pretty Griffin. good. He yeah he can't guard. Actually that that gives uh, Mark Jackson too much credit. What they should do is put Draymond Green at the five and have four three point oh, shooters. They can't put him at Harrison the five. Barnes in at four. Why? You just need somebody to get in the well, way. They already got torched by uh, Denver. It doesn't matter what the they boards. do. I don't care what they do in the defensive end. 
It all comes down to if Curry's on fire. Well, no, that's that's what I mean. They need. I think they they should go small ball because all they need to do is score as many points as possible. Yeah, you're already screwed defensively. Just that's what throw, they're gonna throw do. it all that's away. That's what they did last year. They didn't really care. It was all threes last year. It was Curry and Thompson just lighting up the scoreboard. If they would have ran into the Spurs, they could have not. They could have went to the finals or the Western Finals. Is that some preview of, of the second round? You think? <laughs> 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 All right, and so we'll go to the last Western Conference matchup we have is uh, Oklahoma City and Memphis. Um, I got OKC in six games. Um, I could see seven. Oof, I. I think uh, Memphis is the last team they would want to play. Um, just because two big guys would be rough for them. Um, but this is going to force them to... Not force them, but this is going to end up Kendrick Perkins playing a lot of minutes. And that's bad for Oklahoma City. Yeah, that's usually not good. Yeah, I mean, Steven Adams is, is, is good enough where he should just play more minutes and just sit fucking Kendrick Perkins on the bench. Yeah, Kendrick sucks. He's, He's awful, bad. but I mean, this is the one. Ma- this is one of the matchups you have him for, right? Because you want he, for two big men, so he can actually play defense on on Gasol. What's their coach's name? Yeah, he loves Kendrick. Yeah, he cannot, I don't, he cannot I don't get, get enough it. of Kendrick. But I, I got OKC closing this one out in five. Five? Well, they obviously they have the two big boys, but Scotty Brooks. Scotty Brooks, that's right. But they got to be able to get the ball to the big boys. And I don't know if Conley can No faith it. in Conley. Conley's been awesome this year. Westbrook is just such an animal. Yeah, Mike Conley's good, though. Like, uh, the Grizzlies are one of the best clutch teams in the, the league this year. I don't, it won't be a clutch game, though. No, but I'm saying, like, I think that shows how much Conley can take care of the basketball. It's Russell. And, it's <laughs> Russ. Russ eats him for breakfast. Uh, no, he doesn't. Shit no, he him. won't. No, he won't. <laughs> I don't know. They're just too good. Russell, I think Russell and Durant. It just sounds like just... you hate the Clippers from this. If you you overrate the the Oklahoma City Thunder. Well, yeah. Well, OKC is on a whole nother level than the Clippers, even though the records aren't far from each other. I don't think it's a whole nother level. I think OKC it's... played without Westbrook for thirty games. Yeah. Well, Durant's a super beast. There's no. There's no. Denying That's that. what. And so is Westbrook. Durant's a, just a normal beast. He's not a super... Westbrook and Paul a, are, like, even almost. Uh, Paul's better. Paul's, Paul's better, better, but Westbrook's right there. Right below him. And then Durant's way above Paul. So... So we'll move to the Eastern Conference. And it took me a lot not to pick Atlanta in the series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, I just the Pacers don't look good, and uh, I was telling you last week, Antich uh, he plays the five for Atlanta in their small smaller ball lineups, the and he can hit the uh, three. Yeah, and he they're like um, outscoring opponents by like eighteen points or something when he's on the floor this year. So they have nine guys who shot over a hundred threes this year. Yeah, and they all shoot over thirty percent. Yeah, and I mean, you got a... This is interesting. So the Pacers, since All-Star break, their plus-minus as a team was like negative 68. <laughs> is that bad? Is that, a, is that not positive? I mean, we all know... 
I mean, we all know what Atlanta's going to come out. What's, uh, what's they're going to fire up a ton of threes? What's they're gonna Andrew go and Bynum's uh, plus minus zero? Did he get on the floor? I think he was positive. <laughs> See, hey, Andrew Bynum. I think they only had three players that were positive. I think Bynum was one of them. Yeah. But yeah, I I was going to put Atlanta. To win this one, but, but you can't, you can't, you just can't. They're, they're gonna, under five hundred. They're not going to win a game seven on the road. No, I have, a, I have it in six. I have it seven. In, have ending it. in Indy. Indiana's just better. They should be fine. They'll, they can still stop people. Kyle Korver. I mean, he's shooting forty-seven percent on the year. He's a sexy if, man. If you could just make it rain, he's a good, he's a good man. Make it rain, Korver. All right, so uh, the next one is Chicago, Washington, and then that BS report I did earlier. Uh, Bill Simmons is picking uh, the Wizards, the Washington Wizards of really the of DC. Yeah, I uh, I don't agree. Um, so no. I'm getting more scared as the more I look at how the Wizards have played this year, but at the same time. The Wizards shoot really well when they're wide open, but the Bulls don't leave open a lot of wide open shots. Like The Bulls are going to slow this game down to like a crawl. The thing is, and Wizards are another team, just like Golden State, they don't run. They should run, because they have like Beal, they have Beal, Wall, Ariza, Nene can get up and down the floor, Gortek can get it up and down the floor. That means they're yeah. long We're taught. and fast. They should just move up and down and quicken up the game, but they don't really do that. Yeah, this is going to be an awful series to watch. This, right. will, this will be the worst series played, probably. Like at a talent level, mm-hmm. Like the teams are going to suck. I have, uh, I have a feeling that the Bulls are going to get over 100 points in two games in this series. Not once this series. I think it's going to be like an eighty-point average. I, I think I'll give the Bulls over, do over under eighty-five points. Bulls average in the series. Okay, I'll go under. You'll go under. I'll take. I'll take that bet. Do, you, do we want to bet drinks? We're going to bet drinks later on the on NHL. Okay, but that'll be way like that's like a way long bet. So yeah, we yeah, can yeah. do this. We can do this next week. Okay. All right. So I'll t- I'll take the Bulls over eighty-five points. I'm not. A lot of Wizards uh, blogosphere is like Nene crushes Noah. He dominates Noah. Like, Get out of here! And someone posted like, so in the past two years, Noah's averaged nine points, fourteen rebounds, and seven assists. Like, so that slows him down. But Noah only averages like sixteen points, and that's only this year, really. And so that means, yeah, you're not really slowing him down that much. Six assists is a high number from a center, and you're not shutting them out of uh, the rebounding mark at all. White Sox are getting tortured right now. Yeah, I like to see that. 10-0. <laughs> so, but I have Chicago in seven, and uh, you know what? If this was flipped, I might give the Wizards the edge, but um, I, I don't see how this team led by Joe Kim Noah can lose a first-round to the in the first round to a, a not great opponent. They would be Yeah, they're not going to lose. I got the I got Chicago in 6. Well, I was much more I'm much more worried about Brooklyn Chicago's in the playoff series too than I would young. Be the Wizards. 
Washington's too young. Oh yeah, too young. Mm-hmm. Not ready yet. John Wall. You got a bright future though. I love Wall and Beal. John Wall. Yeah, Beal needs to learn to take a half step back and stop shooting long twos. Beal. He's got like the the most long twos in the league or something like that. Yeah, that's a mistake. Yeah, and they're like, well, you know, they draw plays for him and and because he can't create off the dribble, it's like, yeah, well then. Take that pick a half step back and just have him shoot a three on that same play. Well, it took Bosch ten years to figure that out. So, <laughs> yeah, but Bosch is a power forward. This guy's a shooting guard, so you should pick up on the still. Uptake. I mean, and he's got he shoots well from three. They finally told him, "Hey, Bosch, just fucking take a step back." <laughs> yeah. So I got I got the Bulls. We both had the Bulls. Um, so let's go Toronto Brooklyn. I think we might actually disagree here, so this will be another fun one. I'm taking Toronto. I'm taking that home court advantage. I think the Toronto fans are going to go crazy. They haven't seen the playoffs in forever. Uh, I don't think Toronto loses at home this entire series. I I like Lowry. I don't know how much we're going to see from Garnett. I don't know if he can play over 25 minutes now. I don't know either. So, if Garnett could play 30 minutes a game, I might take a different thing. But I'd take Toronto in seven. Basically, every home team wins. I get Toronto in seven also. Yo! <laughs> I thought for sure last week you're talking about Brooklyn. You can't face Brooklyn with all these. I was swayed by the. Uh, I was swayed by Jalen. Jalen. Jalen Rose. The T dot. Yeah, the T dot. He swayed me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you got to take these home fans. So, you know, once he started talking about how crazy the Toronto is going to be, mm-hmm. and, and uh, Brooklyn hasn't played well on the road this year. So so who takes who takes Paul Pierce for Toronto? That's that's my only question. Well, it would be their power forward. I mean, you can guard Amir, him with a small Amir forward. Amir Johnson? No. I don't know. I'm not too concerned him. about Paul Pierce until it's crunch time. No, but I mean, he could make a effect the the whole time. He's not going to score thirty a game or anything crazy. He could. No. He, those days are gone. You know what's the worst thing? I don't care about Darren Williams. I Actually, he, Darren Williams. If you look at the plus minus on the year, mm-hmm. Darren Williams is by far the highest on the team, like way above everyone else. Plus minus. Well, as as a point guard, you're supposed to be that way, right? Well, Sean Livingston's. Not nearly as high as he is, yeah. although he gets all the credit right now. But you know he's also playing with not the starters. He's playing. I'm guessing mostly with backup guys most of his time. Mm. Well, a lot of the you st- think Darren's the first one coming off the court. <laughs> well, their starters aren't really the well. I mean, they're because Pierce comes off the bench. Mm-hmm. A lot of their good players come off the bench. Right. I can't wait for John Salmons to make an impact in this series. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's Landry Fields. Landry Fields is probably going to be guarded. Okay. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just not as concerned about Paul Pierce. He might have one good game, but that's about it. DeMar DeRozan will be good good on Joe Johnson. As long as they can keep Joe Johnson under wraps, they should win See, the I like See, I like DeMar DeRozan as a defender. and He's, he's a big shooting guard, too. He's 6'7". Joe Johnson can go off on... Crazy scoring sprees. He's a silent killer. He is. But, like, yeah, so I, I like DeMar DeRozan. I think he's a, a really good defender. They have a great perimeter team. 
Yeah. Kyle Lowry's pretty good. He's not Lowry. good. Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Jonas Valanciunas. I think it'll be a fun series. Yep. I think Toronto. I'm, I think it's going to be another one that's going to be entertaining. Or not entertaining. It's going to be close. But not yeah, exactly the, be, the beautiful basketball that you'll see in the West. I don't think any of the series will be entertaining at all. No? I think the West is going to be a lot of fireworks with all the threes that they're firing up. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, like this one, it'll go seven games, but it's not going to be nearly as exciting I think this, as Warriors, Clippers. I think or, the average score for this series will be lower than Chicago-Washington. There's probably going to be a lot of choking done at the, the last five minutes of every game. <laughs> By both teams. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So next we have Miami and Charlotte. Uh, I don't think it's a surprise here. I have Miami going forward. But yeah. they lose one game. I get Miami in five. I got Al Jefferson going up a 40, 40 and 15 and just taking one of the home games. Yeah, Al's going to average 25 and 15 probably. Yeah, I saw a graph. Someone um, put up a, a chart of like average ticket for a normal regular season game, and then like the the playoff ticket price. And uh, Charlotte was the biggest difference, and they're like they're charging almost the, I think like the third most in the league for their playoff ticket. Oh, and supposedly the, they're sold out. It's the Heat. You think it's the heat, or you think it's like, hey, we're finally in the fucking playoffs, and it's a combination. <laughs> this is the rarest ticket you'll ever see. <laughs> it's more the heat than it is their first time in the playoffs. You think say. so? Oh yeah. Everyone wants to get. Dude, it's the big three. San Antonio, by the way, had the, had the lowest or lowest or second lowest playoff ticket. And like some of that's got to be first like round, it's the no first round. Like, uh, yeah, we're in this every year. Been so. there, done that. <laughs> What about, who is but the thing one? is, they're playing Dallas, so like, like you could at least jack it up and have opposing fans come See, up. Toronto, I think, would be pretty high. Yeah, I, I'll have to find it somewhere. Although I don't know about Canadians, maybe they find it on our NBA. Maybe they don't want to. They don't want to pay for. No, Toronto's tickets are generally expensive. See, they should be celebrating because they actually have a chance to make it to the second round to get their ass whooped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't find it. Yeah, whatever. I it was on yesterday. I don't know. If I figure it out, I figure it out. So, so really, so we have no. Uh, no upsets I, th- I in take, the first round. You took Golden State, right? Or have the Warriors? That's our only upset, right? Yeah, I guess it's shock. Although Toronto over Brooklyn feels like an upset. It does, but. I don't think Toronto's got enough credit this year on the season they put together. I would agree. Although, like, the Bulls, like, choked at the last two games, and, like, if they won either of the last two, they would have been the three seed. But people were saying, like, oh, Brooklyn looks like they're intentionally taking, tanking to get on, like, the 2-3 side. It makes no sense to me. But someone made a decent point where they're, like, they don't want to face... They should want uh, to face uh, the Heat. Any fast paced team, like they just want slow down type shit. Yeah, whatever. This East is a two team mm-hmm. show. Really a one team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we decided not to do the second round or the conference finals because anything can happen. 
Um, there could be a bunch of injuries. If LeBron goes down on Miami, like that changes everything on the East. If Hibbert goes down, the Pacers play better. Hibbert. <laughs> 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 Dude, um, I'll tell you what. I am rooting for the Hawks, baby. Yeah, I, I'll be it out. They're they're getting a ESPN ABC game tomorrow. Really? Yeah, they didn't get relegated to the the uh, NBA TV. I usually don't root for Kyle Korver, but why not? What's wrong with Kyle Korver? He's better than Mike Miller. <laughs> Hogwash! Hogwash! I think you need to watch your fucking mouth. That's what you need to do, Wes. Kyle Corver is a saint. Yeah, fill me up with that. Because after I look at the bottom of my gin cup, I cannot drink any more of that. There's some Bloody Mary mix involved. Uh. So, uh, but we'll we'll name what we think is going to be the finals, because at least that's like a fun thing, who we think we're going to make it through. Um, and... I'm going to have one that's not going to make you happy. Actually, you probably won't care. So I have Miami getting there again. Okay. And then I have the Clippers. Ooh. Clippers, Miami. I think Miami gets a big advantage, although I think they're also not happy about it because that's two bigs. I don't know how they get through when they lost in the first round. (laughs) (laughs) When When LeBron goes down. Al Jefferson. Best player on the court, Al Jefferson's going to dominate that series. Last time about the Clippers. Oh, the Clippers, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Those Clippers can fight off Steph Curry. Maybe they got a chance here. Yeah. Although they got to play, they have the toughest road out of any team. They got to go through OKC, Spurs. OKC, Spurs, and then. Good luck with that, man. And then I have Miami taking that in 4 2, by the way, in six games. I have the Heat versus OKC. OKC. And I got Miami taking it in seven on their home court. Yep. So here's the thing. like, It was tough for me to pick the Clippers over San Antonio. Because I think, I think the Clippers are a better matchup against Oklahoma City than San Antonio versus Oklahoma City. But... I kind of just wanted to pick a team that's different because, like, I want a more entertaining series. Like, we said, we've seen this one. I don't need to see it again. Yeah, that's how the NBA goes, though. Yeah, well, does it? It's yeah. usually like one team stays the same and then, like, the other team kind of rotates. Well, last year would have been, it would have been OKC Spurs last year if Westbrook didn't get hurt. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. So if someone gets hurt first round, then that's how you're going to get your upset. Durantel is going to go down. He's going to have a Sean Livingston knee injury. Curry's really the only guy that scares me on these teams that are in the bottom half. Besides 5, I don't 6, see 7, like, 8. Yeah, 5, 6, 7, 8. I don't think there's another guy other than Curry that can put a team on his shoulders and carry them offensively. Don't love Harden? No, not like Curry. Curry's just runner threes, Dirk. man. Not Dirk? Dirk just doesn't if have Curry's that. on fire, he'll, just, he'll launch... Runner three pointers, <laughs> and he'll bury him. Like, it's so weird. I really want to see instead of the three point contest, um, a deep contest. So like, you start at the three point line, you make it, 
you take a step back, you make it, you take a step back, and who, and they can, it's like a pole vault, you can name your distance, so you can just start. <laughs> just start back farther? Like, yeah, start start at the hash mark, and you your get three shot. attempts or something? And yeah. That'd be interesting, I'd watch that. Right? I want to see guys start, start competing from beyond half court. Yeah, instead of changing the, I mean, the slam dunk contest, the way they did it this year was fucking awful. Mm-hmm. Like, it sounded like it was going to work out, because then it, like, I thought the East was going to get to compete against each other. Mm-hmm. But no. But no, they just ended it, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. But, like, that would have been fun intro if they would have allowed them to compete against each other then for a champion. I think they should just do it, what I feel like they did the other one. Oh, someone just got their no-no broken up. Oh, that sucks. Yep. Um. Fuck you, right. I just want to see where that like you start. It's eight people, and they have to dunk off against each other. Each guy gets like two dunks, where they dunk off of e- against each other, and it's a bracket play down. Yeah. So then, like, they have enough like competition where it's not a field. It's like, I want to beat that guy across from me, and they hit, get some competitive juices flowing. And you you get to rank them, right? One through eight. One through eight. Well, the returning champion be one if he if he returns. So if you had. If they had can they get Griffin? If they had Griffin and LeBron in there, who gets the one seed? Griffin because he's a past champion. Uh, I'd give it to Griffin, and I think that's even better because then LeBron's like, I should have been ranked number one. This is horse shit. I'll bring his A game. That said, he'll never do a dunk contest. He don't care. How pissed would people be if they did that fucking stupid intro? Did did? he ever do the high school dunk contest? He didn't do that, right? LeBron. Yeah, yeah, he did. Where is Dunks any good? Uh, I don't think they're any better than what he does pregame. <laughs> he basically when he puts he just a, tomahawk windmills. When that he shit. puts on the the dunk shows in like pregame, they're mm-hmm. usually pretty good, like better than a lot of the dunks in the contest. So here, so Shactus, I have a bone to pick with you. Can we stop with the whenever you're on NBA TV and you're just going over every dunk? That that night, you can't just go windmill, windmill every single dunk. Not every single one's a windmill, and you're just saying windmill when he jumps up in the air. Doesn't make it a windmill. Win. Well, he's Shaq. He can do what he wants. To be fair, Shaq, you've never done a windmill in your entire career. What's your favorite Shaq nickname? Um. What was his Aristotle? A big Aristotle. A big Aristotle. That was all right. Um, probably Kazam. Kazam. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's definitely just because it was the worst movie he was in. Shakajawea. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shaq. He's a- the more I see Shaq, I think the more he is like the fakest person in the NBA. You know, he dated. He hoops. makes. He makes. Oh, he's dating hoops. He still is right? from the. Yeah, you saw on like reality the, show. Yeah, you saw like uh, was it on the Tonight Show where she lifted him up? Jesus! Oh yeah, she must be a beast. So she like she in heels walks out and goes picked him up? and picks him up and walks around a little bit. What? Yeah. God, she must be strong. As she fuck. could crush your head if you're between there. Wow. <laughs> I was always into her. Did you Did you watch that Flavor Flav show? Yeah, I thought she was super hot. Oh yeah, on that show. 
VH1, baby. Oops. I was in the dorm at that time, and I was watching like every episode. Me and my roommate Ben we were like, "Hey, we're watching," and we we're just like, "Hoops, so hot!" Hoops, hoops. Yeah, and so, so then you know that blonde girl that spit at hoops or at that other crazy black chick? I forget who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like later in the year, I saw her on Family Feud, and then I saw her on two <laughs> other game shows. I was like, "Oh my god, you're just on everything!" What the fuck? Oh, oh, white people. Yeah, that's all we can do. Hope to get on. We can't do it for basketball, so we got to. Yeah, you know what? It's really it's tough for white people to get jobs, so we have to go on TV and just do reality shows. Oh, Cardinals lost. White privilege. Um, all right. So, what'd you say? You said OKC and Miami in seven. Yep. So that's good. Yeah, excuse me. All right. So now we're gonna pick. Uh, our NHL teams. Uh, basically, we're each going to pick a team. Whoever go, that team goes farthest. So I say round counts most, and then games after that. Okay. So like, if they both make it to the conference finals, and one makes it to seven games, and the other one six games, the one that goes to seven games wins. All right. Doesn't make the most sense, but you know, Whatever. you have to do tiebreakers. That works. We'll for do me. this for drinks. Um, and loser will have to buy. So my pick is the Boston Bruins. Uh, they were really good last year. Uh, I think they're better this year than they were last year. I would like to pick the Hawks, but um, they're just not playing that well. Uh, you probably didn't watch the game last night. You were watching House. So Yeah, no, I did not. <laughs> um, Netflix has been my life. It was a bummer seeing the end. Uh, they couldn't close out. They were up. With two minutes left, and they let up a goal to tie. Then I went into three overtimes. So here's the issue I have with Hawks fans, or, you know, bandwagon Hawks fans like me, at least. All of them, like, tend to blame Crawford for any time they lose. Like, <laughs> he, he led. Always blame the goalie. He led four goals in on, like, 55 shots last night with oh. no helps from his defense, and he made four great saves. Luckily, I didn't see any, see any last night. And I haven't really looked for him today, but I'm sure there's someone like, oh, fucking Crawford. That's terrible. Like, he, how do you know? <laughs> Crawford. And if they, won, <laughs> yeah, if they won the game, the next game, if he lets up one bad goal like early on, he's like, oh, we need a new goaltender. Like, we want to cup with him. He's just, he's good enough. Relax. Well, I don't watch hockey, mm-hmm. but the only team I've ever watched is the Blackhawks. So I'm going to pick the Blackhawks. I will be happy. To uh, lose this bet and pay for drinks, so hopefully the Hawks win back-to-back cups. They, I've seen some amazing moments in the playoffs with the Hawks where they pull shit out of their ass at the end of games to win. So, yeah, I uh, Hawks aren't appointment viewing for me yet, uh, except for the playoffs. For the playoffs, to make sure I watch because NHL playoffs are are the most fun. Yeah, they're fun. It's a different atmosphere. Um, I would love to go to a live playoff game. I've never been to a live NHL playoff game. I've never been to a game. Oh, yeah. It's fun. The first game I ever went to was not a success. Uh, so we there was a Groupon deal. Okay. And so hour beforehand, there, we're at this off-site place, and it's all you can drink, premium liquor, <laughs> all you can eat. So I'm like eight drinks down in the hour. 
we're waiting. We missed the first bus. We sent somebody in to get a round of drinks for the eight of us back. He brings 16 out so we can double fist it on, oh a, on a bus ride to the game. And then that was enough. So we were drinking beers at the United Center, of course, too, because, you know, that's necessary. There are 300 level seats. It was versus the Islanders. We won in a shootout. I was like, that game went really fast. Mike's like, it's been two and a half hours. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, it felt like 30 minutes. He's like, yeah, because every 40 minutes we're getting up to get beers. Like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> so uh, we got there late because uh, we didn't get the first bus. So it was like a scarf day, like giveaway day. My friend walks down the street, steals his scarf from a kid. <laughs> And runs away Jeez. and starts walking back. And the kid's like, oh, where'd he go? <laughs> God, stealing shit from little kids. <laughs> we were not sober. He wasn't a little kid. He was like 16 years old. I gotta have that scarf, man. Yeah. Uh, Bird currently ha- owns a scarf. So he, he's kept it. So that's something. <laughs> yeah, well, good for Bird. If you had to pick... Bowers. Yes! <laughs> Here's that to you, Bowers. All right, um, and uh, we'll end the week with uh, my two Netflix picks. We'll do a I do one documentary and one uh, fictional story, or or just normal cinema movie, non documentary. This is gonna be tough to keep finding non documentaries because they're filled with sports documentaries on Netflix, but there's not. Yeah. There's not that many just sports movies on there. Like I looked, uh, I looked for just normal basketball movies. Like Love and Basketball's not on there. Like, oh, what's that Spike Lee movie? He got games not on he there. He got game. Um, Jesus, there's only a few baseball games, baseballs on there. But so for basketball, everyone needs to see Hoop Dreams. He's out. Everyone needs to see Hoop Dreams. Wes hasn't seen Hoop Dreams, so I'm going to try to force him to watch it. Um, I think it's early 90s, like 91, 90. Um, Chicago. Um, it was released in 92, I think, so it probably goes from like 86 to 92 or something like that. Follows like um, pre-high school kids getting recruited by high schools then all the way through their high school career. They both get recruited by St. Joe's. One of them uh, gets kicked out because he's not a good enough basketball player, not a good enough in the classroom. Mm-hmm. So he ends up going to Marshall, I think. But uh, it's it's a fascinating documentary. Um, it's not as well made as the ones you'll see now because back then, like, it was an old school type of documentary. There's a there's a monotone narrator. But it's still fascinating. You see this fat guy who's like, I've been recruiting 14, 12-year-olds for <laughs> 20 years. It's like, and, and uh, <laughs> all right, dude. You're that weird dude sitting watching playground games. Um, but And then one guy ends up uh, at Marquette. So that's fun. Nice. So it's a, it's a great documentary. Everyone should watch it. And then um, next one's Goon. So it features Stifler. Um, he plays an idiot, uh, a slow-witted man who, a man of few words, but um, it's a pretty great movie. It's not actual hockey. Um, it's it. 
I mean, it's very satir- satirical. It's like as much as Major League as baseball, Goon is hockey. So it's, but it's a great movie, and everyone should watch that one yeah, as well. I I like that movie. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. It's got um, what's her name from Newsroom, and uh, she's also in Scott Pilgrim as the love interest. You know who I'm talking about, though. No. In Goon, the love interest chick. I yeah I can't remember her face so. Okay, Allison sure. Pill is her name. Is she hot? She's pretty good looking. I'll look her up right now. <laughs> I mean, she's not uh, she's not movie star hot, but um, but she's good looking. You wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating crackers. Oh yeah, she's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So Wes, we've been too serious on the past couple of podcasts. I think this is an issue. We sh- we got to stop researching and look up some more uh, weird sports stories. Yeah, we'll definitely. We'll oh, do. did I send you one? I I found one the other day. We'll have to do better next week. Yeah. The problem is, I, th- I we blew our load early because like, we were like, "Oh, did you ever hear about that?" Yeah, Jeets. Yeah. Well, we want to go back to baseball. <laughs> Well, we have to talk more about sports we don't know about so we can talk <laughs> crazy about some, some shit. So you didn't watch that Bad Boys documentary that happened? Nope. It was really good. Um, it didn't make me like them. And uh, I was too young to really know about the Bad Boys at all. Like, Yeah, well, I was pretty young when Jordan was getting beat up by the Bad Boys. Yeah, like I don't remember the Lakers series really at all. I remember the first, the first, the first one. I only, I remember the Blazers a little bit, and I remember the Suns won a lot, and then from then on, I have full memories. But they made Michael Jordan look like a pretty big badass in that, and and like one of the things is like, oh, he's disrespecting the current champs. Is like, yeah, because you guys are thugs, and the Bulls are up three nothing, so he can say whatever he wants. Look, Michael Jordan is a terrible person. He's a far worse person than LeBron James. Like, I had people arguing me, like, oh, LeBron's such a terrible person. I was like, no, like, he's not. He's not a bad person at all. He's like, yeah, but he, like, I was like, yeah, he didn't make a smart decision on the Cleveland announcement or anything. But well, it depends what, which way you want to look at that. No, like, I just... It wasn't the smartest the way The way but... he handled it. That's all. Yeah, he could have, but he made so much money for charity the way he did it. He could have done it. But he could have called Cleveland and said, I'm not going to do it. Don't right. tell anybody. Yeah. At but least at least 15 minutes before he went on air. There's really, there was no good way to do it. Even if he would have hey, gave LeBron, Cleveland Do you ahead. still bite your nails? <laughs> I think he should that. At least I don't show him on the bench doing it anymore. Uh, no, that's, uh, that's what, remember that guy asked him that question at, at the press conference or whatever it was? Oh, The decision? No. Like, he's like, so LeBron, I used to cover you in high school, and you used to bite your nails. Do you still bite your nails? <laughs> I was like, what a weird question. I was waiting for his decision, and you're like, so do you bite your nails, you piece of shit? <laughs> I think he probably still does. He probably I guess. does. He does a lot of weird shit. Every time he gets hit, like, his headband has to be perfect. Uh-huh. The rubber bands on his Dude. wrist have to be perfect. If I was playing LeBron, I would totally just slap that headband off of him. All the time. <laughs> I would just be like, every time I follow him, I would grab the headband and rip it off. <laughs> that would drive him crazy. He man. would absolutely hate it. 
You know how much they would knock him off in the game? Yeah. They'd probably lose to Charlotte if they just kept knocking him You know what? He must think on. of it like a condom. And so when he's normally fucking bitches, he's like, and they're grabbing it and slapping that condom off. They're like, oh, no. He's like, no, it'd stay on. It'd be perfect. I don't want to pay you no money. <laughs> it's like, I saw what happened to Kobe. That ain't happening here. Hey. He's a family man. He like that thug Kobe. Is his... Say his wife talked to Dwayne Wade's ex-wife? I hope not. <laughs> he's not married, though, right? Who? LeBron? LeBron? Yeah, he's married. I thought they were just uh, long-term whatever. They actually they got married. It might have been this summer they got married. Oh, yeah? Who was his best man? Uh, I don't know. Probably one of his boys from Akron. Here's what happens from LeBron James' wedding. That's good. It's just a different couple. No, just a white, couple white people. Interesting. But here's some pictures. Hot, hot hoops. Hmm. I hope it was Chris Bosh. Oh yeah, it might have been Bosh and Wade. It wasn't Delante. (laughs) Oh god. (laughs) I think actually Delante, I think walked his bomb down the aisle. <laughs> I, that sounds right. That sounds right. Do you think he invited Mello? I bet Mello was there. Probably. Mello and Lala. And KG just busted in and be like, Honey Nut Cheerios! Kobe might have been there. He, I think he likes Kobe. I hate him. Why do you hate Kobe? Because he's a ball hog. I think you hate Kobe because he didn't go to Duke. I bet if Kobe went to Duke, you would be a big Kobe fan. Probably. He'd be a better player. He wouldn't be a ball hog. Not like Kyrie Irving. That guy passes all the time. <laughs> well, I don't watch Kyrie very often. I've watched a lot of Kobe Bryant. Are you over the Kyrie love? No, I still like Kyrie. I like watching. He's exciting to watch. Oh, you know what we're not talking about? Jabari Parker. Oh, God. Rodney Hood. Both going to the NBA. I don't blame him. I thought he might stay because I didn't think it would be that big of a deal for Jabari. Did you read his SI? Uh... I, well, I watched the SI video. Oh, I didn't read, read the, the article. article. but That he co-wrote. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah. But basically, like he's like, it came down to two things. like, And I forget what the second one was like. What makes me the best basketball player and like what makes me... What makes me most secure in my my financial future? And like, both of them are good for him. I'll, I'm going to root for him. Mm-hmm. He's the, a good kid. Once the bronze done, I'll, I'll root for Jabari. He can come to Chicago. I really just want an all Chicago team to come play for the Bulls. All Duke team, like, well, like Anthony Davis and uh, Jabari Parker, Derek Rose. I think Davis is locked up for life. Yeah, no, there's no. He way. won't be leaving, but. You can have. A, I'll take Joakim Noah as an adoptive adopted son, even though he's a real New Yorker. I'm sure the Pelicans will give you Doc Rivers' son. <laughs> Are you sure? He's not from Chicago, though. Doc is, though. Yeah. So that's uh that's the week. Uh, we'll be back. I don't know Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday. Yeah, someday Friday. next week. Fridays are are good if we're both here. Um, I'll be here next week. So we'll we'll decide. 
Um, so that's been Drunk Sports. I'm Matt Sherry. West Strange. See ya. Oh, oh.